you're listening to the C to Z of movies. My name's Colin. That's what the C stands for. With me is Zijan. That's what the Z stands for. You see, I've changed the opening slightly there, Zijan. Uh, yeah, well... Very, very slightly. <laughs> it's, our, it's our 24th episode, right? So, time for a new change. Yeah, it, by the time we finish this episode, you could listen to all of them, and it will take more than a day. I know. Yeah, that's that's true, actually. To be, to be fair, though, our first podcast lasted one and a half hours. That's true. So, <laughs> it's probably taking longer than that right now. That sounds, yeah. Well, if anyone wants to do a kind of 24-hour podcast-a-thon, let us know. Jeez. Don't do that. No, don't no, do that. Don't, don't do that. We've, we've done a podcast when we were date tired ones, Colin, and it didn't end well. It started okay. It was started all right, yeah, but yeah, it definitely. Didn't I listened. Well. I listened back to that one. I thought it was actually uh, it was better than I remembered. Um, if I <laughs> if I can say so myself. <laughs> um, today, Zijan, we're talking about Beauty and the Beast. Yes, finally a uh, Disney film. <laughs> I don't know why you're sighing so much at this, Colin. You like Disney, surely. You grew up watching Disney. No, I didn't. <laughs> what? What do you grow up watching then? Uh, the Mr. Men. <laughs> what? Is that a film? Well, there was no Mr. Men film, no, but there was a hot, uh-huh. hot, there was a TV series. Um, anyway, you are happy. I'm sure that the, the masses are happy um, we're doing that. We're also talking about Stanley Tucci a little bit. Um, we've got a quiz on the on the many films of King Kong. Yes, and, and much, much, much more. more. Yes, <laughs> got there first. Um, we also made the recent decision to to upload on a Wednesday. We didn't really tell people that. But we're, we're, uh, we're a Wednesday podcast now. How does that feel, Zijan? We're, we're, we're trying to at least. Yeah, it's it's not hitting every time, I, but uh, I think there was one one podcast this year that we missed it. I think I missed that. Yeah, I think because you, le- you left it at home or something. Yeah, that's the thing. So, uh. Yeah, so we'll we'll say it's for on all Wednesdays on every other Wednesday from now onwards. Exactly, we'll try for time immemorial. Oh. Um, but let's start off with the news, and I have a regular cornucopia of news. Do you? Oh, so you can start then. Okay, because um, <laughs> I do not have that. Okay, let's start with the um the exciting news that apparently they're still making a Venom film. Which... Ah yes, I actually yeah, I I heard about that. They are making a Venom film. Is it Sony or is is it Marvel taking? Um... Uh, it's Sony. So so uh, Venom is a for those who don't know is a, is a basically a character who appeared in Spider Man Three. He's a Spider Man villain, although sometimes anti hero type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think even before Spider Man Three came out, or certainly around that time, there was talk of doing a Venom spin off. And it seems that yes. that was all like. It's, they they forgot to take that that off their to do list, um, so it's, so it's still coming. Uh, uh, okay, so like Topher Grace played Venom, yes, in the original Spider Man Three film, and yeah, I think he faced quite a bit of backlash because Venom was quite an iconic character in the comic books yeah. uh, of Spider Man, and he didn't play it as he didn't do the character justice really. Yeah, I don't. But I think that's partially the film's fault as for introducing so many characters in the first place. Yeah, that film was a mess. I I don't think Topher Grace should be uh, should be waiting by the telephone for this one. Um, yeah. Not because it's now well, it's going to come out apparently on the nineteenth of October next year. By which what? time it'll be? So they have to start filming soon. Well, exactly, and they don't. I don't think they have a script or any kind of uh, plans. Um, so that right. they don't even know whether it's going to tie into the Spider-Man Homecoming world or it's going to tie into the Amazing Spider-Man Two, which surely doesn't. This sounds um, great already, Colin. I don't know what could go wrong. <laughs> I I'm willing to bet. Any and all listeners there, uh, a solid, solid pound coin that Venom does not get released on 19th of October 2018. That's it's not going to happen. 
if you just mail your pound coins to me, <laughs> that would be good. Um, uh, 23, that's the number you need to know. So, no, yes, Colin Thomas, number 23, Bristol. It'll, it'll get to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm quite big here. But apparently uh, they took the slot that Aquaman has vacated. Apparently Aquaman's been moved back to December 2018. Uh, yeah, it's been postponed, I've heard. And I think Warner Brothers was planning to film another DC movie this year as well. To compensate oh, yeah. for that, yeah, it, they're saying that it could be the Flash or the Gotham City Sirens or one of those. Uh, it's just a mess now, Warner Brothers. They they really seem to have their act together. Um, yeah, I know. But speaking of Warner Brothers, have you seen the new Justice League trailer that came out yesterday? I think. Uh, no, I've, I've seen the kind of the teasers for it. Uh-huh. What do you Is think it, of the teasers? Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have I have no thoughts on them. Um, there was one with Batman shooting some guns. I remember that one. Um, uh, he's been shooting a lot of guns recently. He loves a he loves a gun. Does Batman? What happened uh, to the Batarang? What's what wrong with the, the Batarang? What happened to the Bat credit card? That's what I say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the trailer came out uh, yesterday, and um, it pretty much showed more of you know. Um, Bear in mind that yesterday for us is not the same as yesterday for you, dear listener. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> yesterday being the twenty fifth of March, twenty seventeen. <laughs> uh, it came out um, and yeah um, it introduced more of the characters so you get to see more of Cyborg I think who was more sidelined compared to Flash yeah. and Aquaman I guess so we got to see more of him Okay. Uh, we got to see less of Wonder Woman but I guess that's because um, her solo film is coming out anyway so uh, we'll get we'll know all about her by then yeah, yeah. Yep, that's the thing um, and I think there was a bit of Backlash because the lightning bolt for Flash is blue instead of his iconic red. So, well, uh, that's that's a travesty. That is, is it, is it iconically red? It is iconically red. The TV series is yellow, isn't it? Or is it? No, uh, it's red. It is red. It is red. You're right. But you know, comic book fans they get very passionate about this kind of stuff. Well, cause Overly think, passionate because the, the the TV series Flash was going. No, I think it's great fun. Uh, it's a great series, and like mm-hmm. I give, I guess they have to try and distinguish themselves for that from that so if they're just going to do it by changing the lightning color i can mm. live with that they kept some of the humor though um at, at the beginning it was very dark and gloomy again which worried okay. me a little because it reminded me of all the past dc films but that was yeah. a bit which got me laughing i don't know what i should i should just tell you, you can watch it anyway but uh the flash was uh, asking um uh batman so what are your powers and Batman uh, just said, Bruce Wayne just said, uh, I'm rich. Yeah, yeah that was funny. <laughs> yeah, that sounds, that's a funny joke. Yeah. Good work, uh, good work, DC. It's only <laughs> taking you a hundred million dollars. Um, <laughs> it's probably, it's actually, it's probably like five hundred million dollars or something. I don't know. Well, at least they're um, trying something now. I hope. How, how big is the name Zack Snyder on this trailer? Are they hiding it away yet? Yeah. Well, I didn't notice it, so I guess so. Yeah. Because yeah, you know, um, After Earth, the Will Smith film, yeah, with, directed by M. Night Shyamalan, and they basically his name wasn't anywhere on it. <laughs> he hasn't quite got to that stage yet. Not yet, I don't think so. Nah, I'll make sure to watch that. But um, speaking of Batman, apparently, this is more good news from the DC Warner Brothers world. Uh, Matthew Reeves, who is the director, wants an entire rewrite of the other uh, script of the whole it's... what. The Batman, f- the whole, the whole uh, solo Batman movie script. Um, I don't know whether that's a kind of page one rewrite, as in chuck it all out and start again. It's probably more just have another right, have a look at it, which is not not uncommon, is it, to have a 
That's great for you, Don. No, until the studio, you know, interferes again after production and changes everything again. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? it's not surprising news. If if he said it's all running smoothly, I don't think I believe him. So it's a, for, yeah, it, this was the one that we thought was going to be good, wasn't it, the Batman? Yeah, that's what we were hoping so <laughs> because we had hope for uh, Ben Affleck. But yeah, well. So have you have you seen? Any of uh, Superman in this new trailer? Uh, no, but you get to see um, Amy Adams okay. around. So, Louise Lane looking up in the sky. So, I was wondering what she was looking at. And, mm. Yeah, and you don't get to see um, any hint of the villain yet. So, you have no idea what they're up against, the main villain. So, okay. um, yeah, hopefully, uh, they, hopefully they'll keep something secret rather than just reveal the entire plot in the trailer. Really? Was it last, last for Batman v Superman? As, as you may recall, I I didn't watch the trailers after I watched like the first one or something. But I didn't watch anything after that. Yeah. And to be honest, I like, wish I hadn't bothered because <laughs> who cares? But <laughs> um, maybe maybe yeah, I, I just don't care about this one enough to to do that. I don't think. Um, what else you got in your news pile? Uh, my news pile. Surely, <laughs> given that you have a cornucopia, you should go. Shall I keep? Shall I keep going? You should keep going. Um, more DC news. Uh-huh. This is actually good news, uh, so it probably won't happen. Apparently, they want to. Uh... <laughs> we have such high hopes on DC, don't we? <laughs> they probably apparently they want uh, Matthew Vaughn for Man of Steel too. Nice. Um, who uh, so Matthew Vaughn did uh, uh, X Men First Class and Kick Ass and Stardust and Kingsman. I like Kingsman um, I... and Stardust. Yeah, I I saw Kingsman for the first time yesterday. Yeah. Oh, really? And from Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And? Um, I really enjoyed it, actually. It's good fun, uh, isn't it? Because I'd heard it was, like, really, really violent and, and crude and stuff. And, and, I, and I, I mean, there was, obviously, violence, but it was kind of fairly cartoon well, in violence. the church? Well, in the church and, yeah, a couple of other fight scenes. But, um, but yeah, I didn't find it offensive, which I thought, well, one or two places. But um, <laughs> I, I, it was, uh, yeah, it was a good caper. It is. And, um, yeah, um, now you understand why they're making a second film as well. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, I, I think Stardust is brilliant. X Men First Class, I think, was really great. Um, breath of new new life into the X Men franchise. Mm. Uh, I can't see why he'd want to do Man of Steel too, because they he's been. I guess with, with X Men, he could kind of restart everything the way he wanted it, and with those others, the kind of uh, new adaptations. Whereas this one, he, he's already kind of hamstrung. They'll they'll tie him into the into this universe and. There's only so much you can escape from it, I thought, with everything. Yeah, that's the thing, especially since, you know, the character has been developed a certain way now. So it'll be very different if there's a huge tonal shift in the second yeah. film. Yeah, because a lot of the directors of these this next wave are kind of saying, oh, it's much, much brighter, much funnier than the previous ones. But and I, I maybe Aquaman and, and Flash and Wonder Woman, maybe they will be. But um, I, yes, you've already got, as you say, the character, you've got the whole dynamic set up. He can't, he can't do his own thing so much mm. so who, who knows who knows be great, great, great news if he does take it but I don't know why he'd do it to himself <laughs> well maybe he hope he can change the tides yeah do you uh, do you fancy directing it Susan you, uh, you want you want the job probably not I don't think I have a good eye for like cinema really I mean okay. Okay. I, I think yeah I think it takes you know a skilled director to be able to visualise you know things a certain way i don't think i have that i'm basically artistically impaired really in many okay. ways <laughs> would, would, do you think he'd be worse than Zack snyder uh, <laughs> <laughs> well given that he's made quite a lot of money doing that 
yeah. yeah I, I'm sure. I'm sure he's good at some stuff. Yeah. Uh, shall I keep going? Or uh, I got some as well, but I don't know whether okay. you have any more comic book stuff that you want to continue on this vein of. Uh, well, since since I'm talking about Henry Cavill, I'll, I'll say I'll give my Henry Cavill news. Okay. Um, who who plays Superman in Man of Steel? Uh, he's also joined Mission Impossible Six, apparently. Ah. Um, okay. Cool. Which... Um. And so did um. Oh, I can't remember the name of the British actress as well, but she was on The Crown recently. Okay. Um, and yeah, um, Tom Cruise kind of fancied her or something. Right. <laughs> I've been reading so some tabloids as well, Connor. So she's in. <laughs> <laughs> she could be the fourth Mrs. Cruise. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, Henry Cavill, I, I, so I'm not a big fan of his Superman, but I thought he was brilliant in um, Man from Uncle. Yeah. And I think he's a good dynamic for Mission Impossible. I I, my suspicion is he might be the villain. They haven't said that, but I think that might be might be uh, where he's going. But to be fair though, um, like Tom Cruise's um, ensemble, I don't even know what he calls his group of people. It's quite full already anyway, isn't it? You have him, you have uh, Jeremy Renner, you have Rebecca Ferguson, you have uh, Simon Pegg's character as well. I can't remember any of them. Yeah. But yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, that's, I guess that's why I think he's probably a villain because he'd just be probably too similar to a Jeremy Renner role or if he... Mm. If he tried to join, is it his thing rains in there as well sometimes? Um, yeah, so I, I don't think he's going to be part of the ensemble, but who knows? Hmm. Interesting. Over to you. Uh, so, Warner Brothers is planning a cinematic universe for the new Matrix films. Uh... Why are you sighing about this? <laughs> Did you not like the first Matrix? The first Matrix was good. Yeah. In fairness, I've not seen the two or three, but apparently they're garbage. <laughs> okay, they're quite bad, but they're not horrible. I guess in, in general principle, my viewers don't start a cinematic universe until you've made a decent film. <laughs> they made Harry and, Potter films and they made Fantastic Beasts and Where You Can Find Them. <laughs> basically, the whole Harry Potter franchise seemed okay. Basically, anything yeah, that's based okay. off a book that's already written is fine. Yeah, I mean, if it's based off seven books, then yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But, but yeah, if it's kind of saying, yeah, we're going to make a new Matrix film and people will love it so much we'll be able to sell another five Matrix films off the back of that. Right? It's a, yeah. I think I mean, this this whole cinematic universe thing is getting a bit out of hand now. Like, oh, we need to have everything interconnected now. Everything needs yeah. to lead to another one, needs to lead to another one, and we can't have a single standalone film anymore, which I think is an issue, really. Like, not having a single standalone film is an issue. Yeah. Like, we, we enjoyed Rogue One because I think yes. it works as a single, a, a good film on its own. It has a, a proper closure. And Yeah, although I, I don't think... I don't think people would enjoy Rogue One if they haven't seen episode four, at least, of Star Wars. Possibly, uh, yeah. Uh, and I enjoyed Logan as well because of the same reason alone. It was a standalone yeah, film. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it has to lead to something bigger. And um, yeah, so I, I really dislike this whole cinematic universe now just because the Avengers did it well and they're still doing it really, really well. You yeah. don't have to really copy this. And and in fairness, even they, they, they released Iron Man and then Incredible Hulk, and it was only after people liked those they thought, right, let's let's crank this up. It wasn't suddenly, here's Iron Man, and by the way, we're going to give you another four in these years, and there's going to be another. I mean, are, are there any other cinematic universes that are good? Um, they're not based off books, I guess. Yeah, so I mean, the X Men are often pretty good, but then the, the, I'm not really sure that counts as a cinematic universe. I guess you got the spin-offs with Wolverine and. In Deadpool, I suppose so. But and Fan Forstick was was potentially going to be in that universe, but isn't. Or thank, thank goodness, though. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, you, you hear 
th things like um, the new Ghostbusters apparently was going to be the start of a cinematic universe that didn't really pan out. <sighs> but there, there are still talks of a sequel though. So um, yeah. for Ghostbusters, so it's not the end of the world. Um, but apparently Michael B. Jordan is actually tied to the Matrix films as well. Oh really? Mm. Okay. Because there was talk of him being in uh, yes, there was as being uh, Morpheus. Is that right? Uh potentially I, I have no I, I no clue which, which character he plays in the Matrix okay. series but yeah who knows um, and speaking of another cinematic universe you know Terminator 6 Terminator yes. yeah it's not happening anymore okay yeah so James Cameron was supposed what, 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 to be what a surprise <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I didn't hate the last film as much as you did but uh, I, me I didn't hate it I liked it did you oh, okay you're thinking of someone else. Um. Uh, but yeah, James Cameron was supposed to be overseeing the movie directly, but well, he's not anymore. I think I think he's more busy with his um too busy cranking out four Avatar films. Yep, in that it? cinematic universe. Jeez, that's going to be a punchline, now. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> good old Arnie has indicated that he doesn't want to continue the franchise either. He wants to focus on Celebrity Apprentice and tweeting with Donald Trump. Yes, is that is that exactly what he said? <laughs> he's a um fair enough, fair enough. Um, you've taken my Matrix news. Sad news, Sejan. Mm -hmm. Sad news from the Barbie movie. Oh, Amy Schumer has pulled out of the Barbie movie. Yeah. I, okay. Um, I, that was the Barbie movie is not really our our wheelhouse, but um, no. it intrigues me. I was reading this part of this thing, and uh, apparently, she was going to play someone who was regarded as being not attractive enough or something for Barbie land okay so she sat out on her own and I, I'm assuming though it didn't say that the whole point of the story is, is acceptance of everyone regardless of who they are but um, I think that's a good moral it's a great moral but it's not the moral that you associate with Barbie is it no Barbie requires Bar you to be a certain size yeah and the fact that they've named the what the, the area that doesn't accept her as Barbie land feels like really bad marketing to me um, <laughs> but, but but if I'm not mistaken i think uh they're introducing a whole new range of barbie dolls anyway which cater to a more diverse malaysian barbie well not malaysian barbie they've not gone <laughs> that far yet but okay. <laughs> it is more uh, a more diverse because and more realistic view of you know what people look like in general <laughs> okay well we've talked about barbie more than i thought we would um the, did you know mm -hmm. that the red skull might be returning uh no i didn't in which film uh who knows this it, it, it was all marvel cinematic universe for those who don't remember the red skull in captain america but apparently samuel l jackson said in an interview i'm not gonna do the voice um <laughs> i'm still out there trying to figure out what you know the skull is going to and then he was interrupted so it sounds a bit like he, he's given away a bit more than he should have done uh it's um good old hugo weaving though as the red skull wasn't it Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's the thing with all comic books anyway. Um, characters die and come back alive again, so I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Yeah, I could see him, if they're going to do Infinity War with a, a whole host of villains, they might have him on a team or something. Mm, well, um, and that could work. Because they've got, they got a few villains still kicking around they could bring back, I thought. Yeah, um, yeah. that makes sense. So, uh, yeah, watch out for that one. Uh, I have one more piece of news. I have news as well, still, so I can go ahead. Uh, go for it. Uh, go for it. Zombieland Two. Oh yeah. May uh, so has a screenplay ready already, and it's just right. waiting for the green light from Sony. To are we are we gonna get the uh, to come to life Oscar winner Emma Oscar winner Emma Stone, uh, and the Razzie winner Jesse Eisenberg. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, the um the the director of the original has signed on. Uh, I think I think his name is Ruben Flesher. Flesher. I can't pronounce the last name. I think um, it's Fleischer. Fleischer. Yeah. So all the cast have read the script and love it. I think the issue now is uh the budget because most of the cast have become superstars in their own right now. They've become more expensive, yeah. Much yeah. more expensive. <laughs> so uh, I think it's just trying to fit, you know, everyone's budget in. On on the bright side, Abigail Breslin's gone nowhere. It's, a, it's been a tough few years for all Abby. Wasn't she? Abby Breslin. Wasn't she in Kickass? She was. Um, was that her? No idea. Wasn't that Chloe Grace? Moretz? Oh yeah, that's Chloe Grace Moretz. Yep. Yeah, Abigail Breslin. After, it's, all, it's all downhill since Little Miss Sunshine. <sighs> oh. Peak early. Sorry, Abigail. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. You're welcome on the show anytime. Um, the the so occasionally, and we do recasting things. Yep. And the first actors I always think of are Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Channing Tatum. I don't I don't know why. I always think about them for everything. Um, who, who doesn't think about them? They're great. And they're teaming up in an R-rated musical comedy, potentially called Wingmen. R-rated musical comedy. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I know uh, Channing can dance. He certainly can. And I know uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt can dance and sing as well because I've seen that his clips with um, Zoe de Chanel after 500 oh, yeah. Days of Summer I think there's a small musical, musical clip that they did there's only dance I, I don't remember him singing but maybe mm. maybe he did uh, and uh, apparently he might be directing as well uh, okay Has he, is this his uh, first I can't think of any directing he's done so yeah it might be his debut mm. uh, yeah, I'll be looking forward to that then um, I mean yeah. yeah why not I think it's probably a long way down the line but yeah it sounds fun mm. exactly Wingman. You got any more news? Uh, no. Nope. Now, Zijin, I could be wrong. Yeah. But you suggested there might be a uh, an additional segment here. Uh, <laughs> no. Things that what? things that Zijan was wrong what, about. What, what segment is this? I don't know what segment this is. No. Errors that Zijan has made. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. So, so this was uh in a podcast, not the last podcast, but the podcast before that. Well, oh, we were talking about uh, Anastasia. Right. Uh, yes, the yes. animated film. Apparently it's not Disney. Oh, really? So that's why it doesn't. she doesn't appear in Disneyland. Ah, well, there you go. Yeah, I was so confused. I thought she was in Disney the whole time. But she's uh, DreamWorks, I think. Or something. Yeah. Or 20th Century Fox. Or one of those. Tune in next time where Zeon corrects himself. On I, the, I would have actually paid more attention <laughs> to that. It's, so it's not Disney. I'm disappointed. Get over it. That's it. I'm very sad now. Right. Um, thank you for that. I feel much better. I feel much better about all the uh, errors made by Colin. Um, I should say, um, if you spot any errors, let us know on the, on Twitter at CZ of Movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, one person who did get in touch with us on the Twitter uh, is my friend James, who uh, hi, James. is happy to. Hi James. Uh, he says he wants to join our DC boycott. Um, I didn't know we had a DC boycott, do we, do we? but. <laughs> It's in a lineup of films to review this year, James. Unfortunately, yeah. we have no choice. We're boycotting it in spirit, but not in in, in person. No, because <laughs> uh, sadly, you know, you know, it's um, it's like you don't leave a full match early in case there's a goal. You, you don't miss the DC films in case this is the good one. That's that's what I. It's like um. <laughs> Like people play the lottery every week, and they're they're worried if they miss one week, that would be the week their numbers would have won. I think it's a yeah, it's, ju- it's just like those two. We, we don't follow the adage um, 
fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me fool- again and again and again. <laughs> yeah, fool me seven times. <laughs> Have some more of my money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but jokes on you because I might say nasty things about it on a podcast. So there you go. Um, right, I think I think that's enough news and talk and things. So let's move on, Zijan, to the main topic of today. Beauty and the Beast. Yes! It's a TOS OS time, Colin. Is it though? It is, it is. How do you find a film, Colin? This must be like a horror film for you, by the way. Yes. Oh, by the way, to all you listeners out there, Colin hates animated (laughs) objects. Like, he has a fear for animated um, items, right, Colin? Is that right? That's, yeah, basically things coming alive. Things coming alive. So, if you know know Beauty and the Beast, our fellow listeners, you would know that Pretty much the entire film has candlesticks singing songs and clocks moving around and teapots. So here's the thing. Yeah. When they first appeared, yes, it was horrible. So when like a candlestick comes to life, uh-huh. that's terrifying. Uh-huh. Um and yeah, so I had I had to look away occasionally like when a teapot suddenly runs across the table, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. However, w- once I know that they're alive <laughs> and they're there, they're not they're no longer coming alive, they just are alive. Uh-huh. That's not so scary, I've discovered. Um, ah, so, really? So, yeah, things like the candlestick coming alive when she doesn't know it's a candlestick, terrifying. After that, she knows it's a, it's a guy who just looks like a candlestick and he's talking all the time. That's fine. So there you go. It wasn't as scary as I thought it would be. Oh, okay, uh, I thought I was picturing you covering <laughs> in fear <laughs> in the cinema while all the only, little girls were laughing and crying. Uh, only, only for the first uh, 10 minutes or so of, of the... Of the mansion, of the castle, rather. <laughs> of the castle. Um, so, uh, as, as usual, we'll do non-spoilers and spoilers, I guess. Although, since everyone knows the story. Seriously, everyone the knows the story. <laughs> everyone shall knows. We, shall, we, shall we just go straight spoilers? Yeah, we should go straight spoilers. Fine. Um, spoilers, 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 spoilers. Spoilers, yes. This this is going to look really good on the uh, <laughs> on your time codes. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's non-spoilers. One minute. <laughs> We, we didn't even, we didn't even say anything in the non-spoilers, but we, we just discussed your fear of in animated objects, Colin. Yes, yes, we did. Uh, so yes, Beauty and the Beast is about a girl called Belle, which cleverly means beauty. Uh-huh. Um, and a beast. So smart. Yes. <laughs> better, we have not. Re- we will never find out what the real name of the prince is. We'll always call him Beast from now on. In the entire yeah. film, no one knows what his name is. I was wondering that at one point because I was like, when she was about to talk to him. I was like, she's not going to call him Beast, is she? Hi, she didn't just didn't, didn't say his name. <laughs> so if if they get married, what what does she say in the wedding vows? <laughs> <laughs> to love the, and to hold Beast. Yes, the, the, the prince formerly known as Beast or, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, for some reason we keep calling him Beast. Everyone calls him Beast. Even though, uh, but um, so speaking speaking of names, yeah. we're, we're doing this in a kind of higgledy piggledy way. But hey, um, so Cogsworth is a clock, and Lumiere is a candlestick, yes. and, and Potts is a teapot. Yeah. Were those their names before they got changed? Yeah, it's they just... were. So, so they got changed into things that most resemble their name. Exactly. Yep. One, one's if like I was there, uh, Colin Thomas. What, what, what am I being changed into? <laughs> uh, um, uh... There's, I have no nothing. idea. Zijan <laughs> <laughs> Chong, what, what are you? I'll be changed did, to a, did he I'll own... be changed to a drum set, Colin. <laughs> Haven't you heard of Zildjian cymbals? Uh, okay. That's right. what we changed to. 
Well, I was wondering, did, did this like French palace have have a policy of only well, hiring, hiring servants who, whose whose names sound a bit like uh, items in the house? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. <laughs> you never know. But yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good what, point. That's what was funny. the dog called? Was it was the dog called Cherry? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's called Cherry. It will turn into the fruit, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, anyway, that's my first objection. You'll find that I'm going to spend most of the podcast objecting to things to try and ruin your enjoyment. So that's how it's going to why, go. Colin, why, Colin? <laughs> why? Because I I like to cause disappointment wherever I go. <sighs> so uh, so go for it. Uh, I enjoyed the film. Of course, I did. Excellent. Uh, but it was. I think I don't know. I think it was more for the nostalgic sense again. <laughs> this is how much I enjoyed the film. Once the opening piano sequence goes, um, my eyes started welling up. That's like, how wow. much the nostalgic <laughs> factor weighs in in this. So I could be very emotionally tied to this film and I could lead to a very biased review. But <laughs> that, that's how, how, <laughs> how, how badly my body reacts to this kind of things. Because I, I love the okay. music for the film, basically. Um, I think the music is one of the, of Beauty and the Beast is probably one of the best that Disney has ever come up with. Um, Especially the opening bit where it goes the da, 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 part. And that's just very beauty. It's a very haunting melody. I love that bit a lot. And yes, are you going to... <laughs> what are you going to say, Colin? Go on. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I'm enjoying you do the soundtrack. That's good. Um, yeah. So I, I've, I've never seen the, uh, the original Beauty and the Beast. Because there's a talking teapot. Well, because I'm, I was never a seven-year-old girl. Um, so this is what? not... No. It's for... Or gender. I'm sure it's, it's no. I I take that back. That's mean. But but I, I just didn't grow up watching Disney films. I've seen one or two, but I've not seen this one. Mm. It just wasn't part of my childhood. So I have zero nostalgia mm. uh, going on. I think be my uh, be our guest is a fantastic song. Okay. Mm, although I came across it first in the Simpsons parody, "See My Vest," <laughs> which is better. <laughs> They're both good. They're both good. But "See My Vest" is a classic. Uh-huh, yeah. Like my loafers, former gophers, either that or skin my chauffeurs. That's some great lyric writing um, from The Simpsons. Uh, there was another one that I thought was pretty good. That I can't remember what it was. Probably the uh, Taylor's Oldest Time, Beauty and the Beast bit. Okay, so you do not know which um, songs were new and which ones were from the original mm, film. Well, I think I, I knew that the intro... like the, 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 So um, the film's got a kind of before... What's, what, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Yeah. I don't know. I uh, I can't think what the word is. It's okay. Pro- I prologue. Yeah. Prologue. There you go. Um, thank you. There's a prologue, which is a word I always know. Um, and that was new, wasn't it? Yeah, that was new. Um, you don't really get to see much of what happens to the prince beforehand. So, yeah, that's definitely new. But it's one of the things I think, other than that, a lot of the songs I thought kind of washed over me a bit, but that's probably because it's the first time I've heard them. And I think a lot of these things would grow on you. If you knew the over time, yeah. So, um, so the the songs and lyrics were done by um Alan Menken, okay, and what's Howard Ashman as well. So Howard Ashman, um, unfortunately, uh, passed away from um AIDS, uh, before oh, no. the film came out. So um, he was replaced by Tim Rice, who did quite a few of the oh, yes. the Lion King songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber's long long term partner as well. Yeah, but yeah. The, the original songs were done by Adam Menken and Howard Ashmer. Um, so okay. the songs that were there, which were part of the original, were the first song "Bell." Um, yes. Then you have "Be Our Guest." Uh, there's something there. Uh, Gaston. 
Beauty and the Beast, obviously, and yes. the Mob song. Okay. Yeah, that was that was alright. That one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and then so the new songs that were introduced this time around. So, um, I've actually seen both the original and the musical version of Beauty okay. and the Beast. They did a musical. Um, I think after the first film came out, and they introduced a few songs there as well. Um, right. And some that was cut from the original film, uh, but none of those songs made it to the final one. So, uh, made it to this film. And, right. and the new songs in this film included um, "Evermore," that was the song that the Beast sang when Belle left him. Don't remember that happening. Sure, uh, carry on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there was a song. So, I saw it yesterday, but I, I don't. Like, yes, that song. I don't remember him singing that, but I'm sure. I'm sure he's very good. Yeah, there uh, was the "How Was the Moment Last Forever" sung by uh, Belle's father, uh, Maurice, right. at the beginning when he was making his. Uh, Clock, oh yes, I think. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a song called "Days in the Sun" when I think all the, uh, all the animated objects were singing about remembering their past, oh, yes. and the aria at the beginning, which you mentioned earlier in the prologue. Yeah, yeah. You see, so I think based on that, I, I'd say that the the new songs aren't as good. No, they aren't. Uh, they are. Yeah. Well, for me as well, I felt that um, they they just weren't it 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 detracted from. From the from the film really, and it's just quite flat, I thought. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the singing in general? Um, I thought it was okay. I I think you can tell it's quite um, what's the word for it? Quite manufactured. Okay. At times, I think it's very clear. I mean, you know, you don't really. Uh, yeah, it's very very clear. Yeah. I I think the voices in general are quite good. Uh, yeah. No, I was gonna say I. I read um well part part of an article the other day saying uh after Beauty and the Beast and La La Land should we bring back uh singers being overdubbed instead? I think that their point being the singers weren't good enough and uh I thought I was harsh in this one. I I I, I well we talked about it in in our La La Land episode that the singing wasn't brilliant. It was fine, but it wasn't great. This is definitely this, better than La La Land. Yeah, I mean Emma Watson. I don't think would ever have made a career as a singer, but she sings better than Emma Stone. Definitely, certainly. Um, and had had no and put a lot of character into it as well. I had no complaints mm-hmm. on that half. And the, yeah, clearly some of the like Kevin Klein, I don't think uh, is one of the world's greatest singers, but there was some of the cast it was decent. clearly. Like Josh Gad was. Yeah. Josh Gad came from Broadway, so <laughs> I was going to say he, he was the one I thought. Yeah, that's that's very very good. Um, even Luke um, Evans, I thought was decent. Yeah, nothing wrong with with. Him. I guess uh, being a Welshman from the valleys, mm. he, he may not be from the valleys, but he's Welsh, and they have. Lots of singing. That's that's true. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't like no, the new songs yeah. that much. Um, I I w- kind of wish that they introduce uh, they put in the Broadway uh, musical songs instead. Um, you can hear okay. some of them playing in the background as instrumental versions, but not them singing it. So that was quite sad. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, like I mean, even La Miserable when they introduced the new song, I thought it didn't work as well. Yeah, I guess that's the danger of. Uh... Although for Lemis, I, I thought it was better because um, I, I came to that one again without really knowing the songs that well. Mm. So I, 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 I can, yeah, if, you, if you've known Love and Musical for ages and then someone throws a new song, it's, it, yeah, it's never going to go down as well because people have nostalgia for the old ones. But Exactly, yeah. So so Belle's first song where she's wandering around saying, hey, look how much better I am than everyone here. <laughs> because I read a book. <laughs> no wonder they don't like it. <laughs> no, she didn't say that. She just says that she wants to leave this small provincial town. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that's pretty much it. And the villagers are really mean though in this in this film compared to the cartoon. Like oh, yeah. they they dumped her laundry out. After she just invented the washing exactly, machine. Exactly, well. I know. Yeah, their motives weren't very clear there. It's like how dare you invent a washing machine? How how dare you think for yourself? Hmm. But and uh, t- yeah, women shouldn't read. Where, where do you come down on whether or not women should be taught to read? Is yeah. I don't know where this, this is going to lead this <laughs> podcast, Colin. Like, <laughs> Personally, I'm in favour of it. But uh, we agree that Emma Watson was good. Yeah, no, she she did a good job. Uh, I, I think it's a tough gig when she's... I guess um, Luke Evans... Not Luke Evans. Uh, who's the guy Dan the Stevens? Beast? Dan Stevens, thank you. He was there, wasn't he? Like In, in motion capture. Or yes. So she had someone, someone to talk to all the time rather than having to talk to space which helps yeah definitely I think yeah, she I mean, does her raise her eyebrow quite a lot that face she, she's got great eyebrows no, I, but, I, I, you know raise one eyebrow face that one that uh, okay. yeah looking yeah. you in very <laughs> uh, suspiciously what's the word for it I can't remember um, disbelievingly like uh, I don't believe okay. what you're saying she, she does that face quite a lot I see that quite often in, <laughs> in that okay. film yeah fair enough but that's my only qualm yeah, no, I think she's done well because even when the Harry Potter films are coming out, I thought she's the one who's most likely to escape this and have a have a separate career. Yeah. Of the kids. Have you seen uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower? No. She, should I? She was great in it. Okay. Mm, she was definitely no. great in it. I thought that was not... when she stepped out from her Hermione Granger days. Okay. Mm. No, I, I'm not trying to think what else I've seen. She was in a very, very, very small role in Anna Karenina. I let you one scene or something. And uh, she was in My Week with Marilyn. So I've seen her a couple of things, but... Um, I'm looking forward to The Circle, which is coming out this year, I think. Have you seen which, uh... Noah? No. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone did. Why um, not, Colin? That's, you know, it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Yes, I, I like the Bible, but I, I know how it ends. So, you know, um, it's about... I've already read it. Uh, <laughs> there you go. So, um, I feel like I haven't picked enough holes in this. Um, so, what is the moral of Beauty and the Beast, season? You should not judge people by their appearance. Okay, so I agree with that. However, how come if that's the case, why does he then turn into a really handsome guy? Because that's what he actually looked like to begin with. So, 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 so the moral is, it's okay if you look ugly, so long as at some point you become really handsome. No, that's not true. Because she loved <laughs> him before that, anyway. So why didn't he just stay a beast then? If that's fine. He did, well, he could stay the beast and it'll be fine anyway, right? I mean, the story doesn't have to end <laughs> with him turning to a prince. I mean, like it feels like she. But loves it did. Him. That's the that's that's my point. It, it uh... feels like she loves him regardless, and I think the curse was lifted. That's it. I think <sighs> you shouldn't poke to my holes in. Uh... If you love someone enough, you can change them completely. That's the story. Uh, change them um... back to what they were, really. Wasn't he really unpleasant before? Ah, uh, that's true. That's true. But at least you know. I don't know how okay. this. How is this a hole? This is not even a hole. <laughs> I just, I just. It's not not a plot plot hole as such. I just feel um, it's a curious story. Mm. It's, it's, okay, <laughs> so plot. So she, her father gets kidnapped by this beast because he's still sitting a rose. Yeah. She goes in, takes his place in a weird cell which has a gate on one side and like a hole on the other side. And it looks down. Yep. Yeah. Bit odd. Fine. Uh, the candlestick lets her out. Um, and then the beast is basically keeping her prisoner for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't she run away? I mean, she she tries it a little bit. Yeah, she tried but then, a bit. But then there's like weeks of, of them kind of getting on well and her raising her eyebrow and him 
Giggling because he has a library, Colin. Okay, run away with some books. Have you seen the bookshop <laughs> in the town, Colin? Have you seen it? You, do you see it? There were like five books on I a did. dusty shelf. So is, is that why? Because she seems really surprised when he lets her go to, to help her father. And it's like, so all this time when they've been like falling in love with each other, yeah. she's still a prisoner. Well, she just she just didn't know that. <laughs> well, There's, I mean, I, it's not... It's not an original thought, but a lot of people have suggested there's a bit of Stockholm syndrome yeah, going on um, here. Yeah, it is part of the story. It's a fairy tale yeah. after all. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't deny it. There is part. Of, there, there, there is a bit of Stockholm syndrome happening in this film. Um, so I guess I, I was also surprised. I thought that he kind of... I, I was surprised that she thought he wouldn't let her go, I guess. Mm. Uh, is that it? There you go. Is that it? Is that all the holes that you can put in this film? Well, I've got more. Um, okay, so the beast gets shot at the end. Uh-huh, yeah. Then he turns into the guy. And then he's healed again. Why has he not got a big old bullet wound in him? Because it's magic, Colin. Next. <laughs> I feel I might be your answer for a while. Um, so this, again, not a plot hole, but I just feel I feel cheated. So this enchantress lady. Yeah. Who's like, when, when the last petal falls, you'll be stuck as a beast forever. Yep. And all these things, will, all, all your magical teapots and stuff will, will cease to be. Mm. The last pedal falls, they all cease to be. And then she just comes with like, yeah, okay, no, it's fine. You missed the deadline, but I'll give you an extension. Yeah, she's magic, Colleen. Next. <laughs> Why did she decide to live her entire life as a beggar in a village? I don't know, she likes to be a spinster. Come on, next. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's so easily debunked, Colleen, all your plot holes. You, you, you think that's debunked? So you, you've, got masses, you, you've got masses of power. You can, you can curse whole buildings. Yep. You do that, and then you're like, I'm, now I'm just going to try and beg for bread in a small corner somewhere. She's not teaching those people lessons, is she? No, why, why would she need to teach them lessons? <laughs> well, that's her, that's her job, isn't it? Teaching people lessons? No, just teaching the prince a lesson. Like, So why don't she just like magic up a bit of a, like, a nice house, a new hat? Maybe she just likes living, you know, on the ground. <laughs> Maybe she <laughs> likes being homeless and hungry. Exactly, who knows? Uh, okay, that'll do. It's a, <laughs> I, I, I give up. It's a, it's, a, it's a fairy tale. It is a fairy it tale. It is a fairy tale. If you take it as that, you'll be fine. You won't be disappointed. Uh, so, a uh, good cast? Solid uh, back and cast? Yep, my favourite is uh, Luke Evans, really, as Gaston. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, you, you can tell that he's having a lot of fun as the yeah. character, really. He's just like pouting and smarmy and yeah, I think yeah, I think he's just having a blast playing Gaston, really. Yeah, and I enjoyed all the um. So the Ian McKellen, uh, Emma Thompson, I thought was very good as Mrs. Potts. What is her uh, accent? Uh, she's English, but yeah. she was doing a uh, she was doing the traditional uh, uh, serving lady accent. <laughs> is, uh, is that a proper <laughs> English if, accent? If you ever see, if you ever see um, uh, something like Acorn Antiques or, or any Victoria Wood does that kind of thing. Uh, it's it's I I don't know where it hails from, but uh, but yes, that's recognisable from miles away as as someone who serves tea. Can you do the accent? Um, yes. Go on then. Moving on. What? Um, Why? <laughs> you can't you can't leave us hanging then, Colin. Uh, and yet I do will. the next see uh, no, do the next entire speech in the accent. I will not do that. Um, I will not do that. Wow. That sounds like me. Um, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was my. Uh, That's my best British accent, uh, Colin. Oh really? It's very good. Um, <laughs> how long have you been here? More than you. What? 
<laughs> I've been here my whole life. <laughs> um, anyhow, she was very good. Hugh McGregor was great. I didn't realise it was him. Yeah, um, his, his French or oh, full French accent, I think, had some complaints from people, but it was supposed to be a bit fake anyway. A bit, from French people? A or? bit exaggerated. Yeah. I mean, if you're starting complaining about the, the, the candlesticks accent wasn't realistic. You're... <laughs> yeah, you're basically pulling it very, very... <laughs> Yeah, uh, her her dad. I spent much of the film thinking that's Kevin Klein, isn't it? That's Kevin. Klein. It is Kevin Klein. And then towards the end, I was like, no, it's James Fleet. And I managed to persuade myself it was James Who Fleet James before Fleet? he came up. And, um, he was in The Vicar of Dibley, um, and a show called Chambers. Uh, he had a brief appearance in Sense and Sensibility. Basically, he's a British actor. He doesn't get much work these days. So I was thinking, wow, he's done really well for himself. Mm. Um, having said that, and then it, it, then it was Kevin Klein after all. So. Uh, <laughs> So I was right the first time. I, I have not heard of Kevin Klein until this film, actually. Um, he's a British actor, I guess, as well, I guess. Uh, I think he's American. Oh, okay. I think so. Uh, he, My favourite of his films is probably uh, Dave, where he uh, he plays both the American president and someone who looks just like the American president and becomes the president in his place. Uh, it's great fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that one. Uh, yeah, he's been around. I can't I can't think of anything else he's done right off the top of my head. Um Last Vegas, he was in. Uh, right. Oh, he was. Um, he was in. Uh, what's the Monty Python? Fish called Wanda. He was in that. Mm. Anyway, he's been around. Uh, probably this is. He, I imagine this will be his biggest, uh, biggest grossing film to date. Fair enough. It's making a lot of money now, though. Um, yeah, well, because people love Beating the Beast. It turns out. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? People like a good story, a good film. <laughs> Wow, get very defensive, does <laughs> But I think I I kind of I'm finding out that um, even amongst Disney films, Beauty and Beast is is held as regarded as one one of the greats. Well, it was the first animated film to be nominated for an Oscar for best film. Was well, be nominated for best picture? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you I go. I haven't. I did. I don't. I don't think this one will be following in its footsteps. Pro- yeah. Probably not. I think um, you you've not seen the original. Uh, no. Before Colin, so I'll I'll, add, I'll I'll say some things which have are different in this film compared to the original. Okay. Anyway, so they introduce a lot of backstory for both Belle and the Beast. So like Belle, you talk about her mom. Oh yeah. Uh, um, dying from the plague. So that's new. You you don't know about her mom in the original. Okay. So that whole weird go to Paris. That's for a bit all thing. new. That new. Um, the the okay. book was new. It, it didn't appear in the original. Right. Um, so you can tell me what you think of that bit anyway, if you want it's to. Weird. It, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. So uh, weird and weird and unnecessary is how I describe weird. it. I agree with that. It's unnecessary as well. Um, what's new as yeah. well is the the beast backstory about his dad. Oh yeah. Yeah. They being at that, mean, being wicked, because right. his mom died. That's new as well. I think that they're trying to justify why the beast was a mean spirited person, but deep oh, down inside he was genuinely good. I guess. Okay. But it didn't work for me either. I thought it was just unnecessary. Uh, I, thought, I don't know, that was fine for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, I guess because it was only hinted at they didn't go on and on about it. So, And I think they tried to close out some uh, plot points, <laughs> plot holes from the, the original film as well. Like the okay. fact that, you know, it's, again, using magic, which I know it's a very useful way of closing some plot points, but the yeah. point when um, it's winter, even though it's in June, Yes. It's not addressed in the original film. Suddenly she's no. in sun, broad sunlight, and then the next time she's in snow, and no one knows why. 
Right. Okay. <laughs> and, and another plot point that they addressed was um, that everyone forget about forgot about the beast and the castle even existed. Yeah. Which I think makes sense, cause you can't forget this gigantic castle yeah. <laughs> disappearing and your wife and your kid suddenly <laughs> disappearing yeah. from existence, okay. which which happened in the original film. You're wondering, huh? Okay. Oh really? Yeah, those were two good additions. Fair, fair play to them for that. They, yeah. they nailed that. So I did like those bits. Uh, but yeah, those, those, those are the things which I can think of right now that um, were different from the original one. Okay. I, I must say, um, overall, I, I, I had a good time. I, I don't think this film was really for me, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... I, I don't think I'll watch it again. Yeah, I think it's more catered... Uh, yeah, I think it's catered to a lot of mm-hmm. people who've seen the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so certainly in the cinema there were there were more women than men, yeah. shall we say, and and the large numbers of the men seem to have been uh, brought under <laughs> under duress. Um, but I think it's a good uh, introduction for kids, though. Yeah, although, I was, do you think it was a bit scary for kids? I don't know how. I, I found the original scary when I was younger. Okay, I mean, yeah. I guess Disney always did that, didn't they? Kind of they, mm. they put in scary or, or sad bits, and kids kind of deal with it. But but the things like the the beast, like with his roaring and stuff, I could see that terrifying a small kid. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> it's true though, Colin. I, I was actually there. There was a part in the original film where, when I was younger, I actually had to close my eyes as well. Okay. Yeah, when when you expect the beast to come out, and then they did it like kind of like a horror horror film. Right. You get to see his shadow and all that. Yeah, when I was younger, um, yeah, I was freaked out by that, but. Although to us, to this day, the scariest film I've ever seen, which I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, is Little Mermaid. Uh, absolutely petrified. It, was it the kid. singing crab? Uh, no, but at that point, I think that predates my terror of inanimate objects, which I think might have originated when I saw Fantasia. Um, I could be wrong, but no, it was Ursula. I found her very scary. Mm. Um, she she is quite scary. I think she's one of the one of the best villains out of Disney as well mm. because of that. And we'll be seeing a live-action Little Mermaid, I believe. That's, yeah, soon. I think Lindsay Lohan has been trying to <laughs> uh, get get traction for the role for herself. Not in millions. <laughs> apparently, uh, apparently, Jewel State is after it as well, of, uh, of Firefly fame. Mm. Again, I think she'd be great, but she's... No, it's not going to happen. She's a bit too, yeah, old. I think, well, because, I mean... Evan Watson, I thought was a good cast, not, least, not just because she was good, but um, she's a big name. She'll bring the crowds in. And she's very pretty. Uh, yes, which not like the, it's not like the sexy, when, pretty kind of way, but in a yeah, I don't know, a fairy tale, fairy tale kind of princess way. kind of way, pretty. Yeah, which yes, when you when you're called Belle, that shows a lot of confidence on a father's part. I think to name his daughter Belle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I think all in all, I enjoyed the film. I think I preferred the original more than this because I didn't like okay. all the little add-ins. Yeah, probably because I was more attached to the film, but. I like this, and if you love the original, you should watch this. Um, yeah. I remember the scene when, when Beast and Belle come down the stairs was exactly the same as the one in the, the original film. And when Beauty and the Beast starts playing, uh, I my I was weeping by then. <laughs> of nostalgia is ridiculous. I I I, uh, I don't know why, Colin, but. Well, there you go. I'm glad that you into it. I want to say if they cut a couple of the songs, I I might have enjoyed it more. Mm. But yeah, I, I, a lot of the time I just think I don't really care what goes what happens here. Fair uh, enough. It it was it was yeah. I say I didn't uh, I didn't have a bad time. Good 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 day out. Good well not a day out. Good trip to the cinema. Uh, 
Fair play to Mike. I look forward to us having to do more of them in the future. Yep. <laughs> You're going to make me do this for uh, all the live actions? Yeah, only the ones I like. Okay, good to know. Um, thank you for that. Let's move on to uh, Actor Factor, uh, who, when I when I suggested Stanley Tucci, I hadn't realised he was going to be in this film. And he was. There you go. There, there he was. He, he played the piano. He lost a lot of teeth he as played, well. <laughs> he played the piano. Hilarious. Um, yes, he did. Right, I've seen 14 films of Stanley Tucci. I've seen 11. And uh, some of them I didn't include the sequels as well, so probably more. I think he's a very underrated actor, really. Yeah, I think, I think he's fantastic. He's, he's always good. He's he? always good, I yeah. He's, I think he's always solid. He's He hasn't... I don't think he's starred in anything that I've seen. So no. He's always been a supporting he's player. He's always either the villain or the very camp sidekick. Um... I disagree, but, uh, <laughs> but he's usually a supporting, well, in fact, always a supporting role. Uh, so I guess very camp psychic, you're thinking of uh, Devil Wears Prada. The Devil Wears Prada, yep, that's one of that. He was the very camp psychic in The Hunger Games as well. Yes, that's true, that's true. Uh, two of mine, I've only seen two of the, no, three of them, sorry, three of them are Hunger Games films, I've not seen the fourth one yet, mm. but uh, I don't think I ever. I think I started what I watched the first two minutes and thought, "Why am I doing this to myself?" <laughs> I I I loved the first Hunger Games. I think it's brilliant. The second one was okay. Third one dull. Let's not go on. Fourth one probably dull also. Um, so what first? What shall we start on then, Colin? Let's start with pro- possibly my favorite. Yep. Uh, I don't know. My, one of my favorites. Uh, Easy A. <laughs> it's a great, okay. great fun film. Yep, that's cool. Starring. Oscar winner Emma Stone. Uh, he plays her dad. I think they've got a great, uh, great rapport, great chemistry. They, they, yeah, they work really well together. Mm. One of the, one of the, my favourite bits of the film, I guess, is, is her bouncing off him. Uh, it's a loose adaptation, and I'm, when I say loose, I mean very, very, very loose. loose <laughs> of uh, of Nathaniel Hawthorne's *The Scarlet Letter*, which is a book I have never read, but uh, is all over American high schools. They they love to teach that. Um, you ever read it? I uh, know. No, no. Cool. Um, he's good enough. That'll do. <laughs> Fair uh, uh, my favorite Sunny Tucci film is uh, Spotlight. I was going to say Spotlight probably is my favorite, but uh... mm. you, uh, so he doesn't play a main part in that at all. Uh, he's not even one of the reporters, really. He's he plays one of the lawyers, I think. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah. So, uh, but Spotlight in itself it won the Oscar for Best Picture last year. He did. Uh, and. And, and I awarded it my prize for the best film of the year as well. Yeah, so for those who don't know, it speaks about um this uh the Boston Globe's spotlight team, um and its investigation into child sex abuse by a Roman Catholic priest. So not yeah. the most fun of subjects to tackle. But uh, it does it very. Well. It's, it's, it does it really yeah, well. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a fantastic film. It's not. Um, it's not melodramatic, which I think is a strong point. Yeah, I know. And you do like your journalistic films as well, right? I do like a film about journalism, yeah. And I think probably he has the most moving scene for me was um, when he's he's talking to, I think probably Mark Ruffalo's character, and kind of points to a couple of kids in, in the room and saying that they've been abused, and then he you kind of see him walk in and, and talk to them, and that's kind of where it really hit home mm. for me. So I thought he did a great job in that. Yeah, I I, I just uh, like the film in general. I I thought it definitely deserved the win, mm. and. Yeah, I think it was just a very well-told well story. And I agree with you that without any melodramatics, it made it even mm. realer. Yeah. Grounded it very well. He, he's turned up in the MCU. Yes, uh, yes. In, 
in Captain America: The First Avenger. I don't think we really got the benefit of his abilities in that one. Um, what was he playing? I can't remember. He played a German doc. Well, no, not German. He can't be German. Maybe he was German. He was a, uh, some doctor who is basically recommends Captain America or, or Steve Rogers for the uh, for the Captain America gig for the Super Soldier gig. So he says, right, we might have an opportunity for you." Did, did um, he die in the film? I don't think so. I don't remember remember him dying in it. Mm. It's it's almost, I think it's a good film, but he, he doesn't have a massive role to play in it. He's kind of I thought a bit wasted, just to be honest. In that, yeah. uh, I enjoyed him in the Terminal. That's a Terminal's kind of a fun film that uh, doesn't really end very well. I, I did I did enjoy the Terminal as well. Um, Tom Hanks, Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah, uh, and Zoe Saldana, one of her earlier roles. Uh, so yes, it was a very guy gets, uh, yeah, guy gets stuck in an airport basically, and then his country ceases to exist, so he doesn't have a passport anymore. But Stanley Tucci plays one of the officials at the airport, and they have a bit of a bit of on-off row thing going on. Yeah, and it's Tom Hanks, you know, he's like the world's most likable guy. Yes, he is. Yeah, so yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he liked the show well. I thought it was a good film. Yeah, I, I said I thought the ending was a real cop out. Apparently, they they reshot the ending because people regard it as being uh, too schmaltzy. Why? What happened? Well, I'm, I'm sure. In the, I don't know for sure, but I, I imagine that the the original ended up with him and Catherine Zeta Jones pairing off. Ah. Uh, Whereas in the actual ending, we got was him just going down to a club and getting a signature, and that was it. Pretty much. Yeah, I think I think that's much better, really. Yeah, I can see why they didn't want to do the big Hollywood ending, but I thought it was, it didn't quite, it felt a bit rushed, I guess. Um, I. What about The Lovely Bones? Have you seen it? No. Um, so, Stanley Tucci was nominated for an Oscar for that. I was going to say, I, I knew that he'd been nominated for something, but I wasn't sure what, because yeah, mm. that's his only nomination, isn't yes, it? Yes, it was, I think so. Mm. Uh, he plays the serial killer who, who okay. murdered a little girl. Because ah, when you said he plays villain, I, I couldn't think of any films that he'd been a villain in, but I guess that that's the one. Yeah, yeah. So and he got nominated for an Oscar for it. So, he stars Mark Wahlberg, uh, Richard Weiss. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Susan Sarandon as well and it's based on Alice Sabo's book of the same name as well um, I read the book right. have you read the book? no yeah, so no. The, the story tells about um, the beginning you see that the little girl has died already So, but the story is told from her point of view when she looks down at her family to deal with the aftermath of her death okay. trying to figure out who the killer was um, trying to work out you know their issues yeah. while dealing with grief was it Sam Raimi? I don't know why I have that in my head. But, uh, uh, I can't remember who um, directed no. it, but it, it doesn't feel very Sam Raimi. But I have that. Um, um, do you have a do you have a least favorite uh, Stanley Tucci? Uh, probably Percy Jackson and the Sea of uh, Monsters. Okay. Oh, you watched both Percy Jackson? I you? have seen both Percy Jacksons because uh, I read both of the books as well. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, it's just rubbish. <laughs> enough said. The less said about it, the better. I enjoyed. So I've just run through. Uh, America's Sweethearts wasn't wasn't very good. Uh, quite. I saw that years ago, but I didn't like it. Uh, Pelican Brief is good. Uh, very to addition. I enjoyed. Uh, that'll do. But my least favorite is uh, Hunger Games: Mockingjay Part One. <laughs> uh, and that's not not really his fault. Um, Peter Jackson directed Lovely Bones, not Sam Raimi. Hmm. There you go. Um, right, and uh, I. I Let's make it definitive. I'll join you on Spotlight for his best film. Yeah, Spotlight's good. Okay. Spotlight's a great film. Uh, who, who's uh, who's actor factor for next week's season? Uh, next fortnight. Yeah, I was thinking Morgan Freeman. Okay, okay. Morgan Freeman. 
Let's do it. Um, which moves on to our final segment, uh, quiz time, and we're quizzing about King Kong. King Kong. Okay, to be fair though, it, it was difficult to come up with questions for this, for me. Okay. Yeah, I, I struggled a lot. Because you've not seen any King Kong films. I've seen right? the recent ones, so I've seen the, okay. uh, the recent two films, but not everything else. I have not even seen the most recent one, uh, somehow. I just haven't managed to find time. Okay, uh, you may find one, the... one of my questions <laughs> a little bit trickier then. Okay. I've seen the Peter Jackson one, uh, and that's okay. it. Okay. So let's go. Zijan, um, what is the last line of the original King Kong movie? Uh, yes, Beauty Who Killed the Beast. Yes. I thought that was uh, appropriate for today. <laughs> yeah, that is very appropriate. Uh, question one for me is, uh, is, in which ocean is Skull Island most commonly known to be in? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I am going to say that it's the Pacific. No, it's the Indian Ocean. It's supposed to be near Sumatra, Indonesia. Really? Yeah. So, fair enough. Um, who directed Kong Skull Island? Ah, that's the recent one. That is the recent one. Dang it. I've got a name here, yeah. but I don't... You love you love my directed questions. I've got a name here. Is it Jordan? Jordan. Is that War Roberts? Very good. Yes. Uh, I don't know how it's pronounced, but that's 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 clearly <laughs> what his name is. Uh, You've been writing... You, you're writing notes for the quiz. Uh, I do remember oh. director's names, Colin. Oh, just because of you. Feels like cheating, but carry on. I know Peter Jackson. Um, How's this cheating? Right. Question two. What is the profession of Carl Denham, the main protagonist of the 1933 and the 2005 remake of Kong? Uh, I've seen the remake. Uh, I don't know, he's a filmmaker. Yeah, he is. Um, yes. Because Anne Darrow is an actress. Yes, because um, Jack Black said he based it off, uh, well, partly based it off uh, Orson Welles. Um, what is the name of the 1986 King Kong film starring Linda Hamilton? <laughs> <sighs> They've done so many remakes, Colin. Is it which I didn't know existed? Apparently, it's got zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my um, god! Is it King Kong again? King Kong returns. Uh, King Kong lives. <sighs> <laughs> of course, it was worth a try. Uh, question three for me: um, Who played Kong? In the 2005 remake of King Kong, directed by Peter uh, Jackson. That was the great Andy Serkis. It is the great um, Andy Serkis. Who also played another character, a live, like, human character in the same film. Mm. Uh, that makes it 2-all, I believe. 2-1. 2-all, uh, it's, it's isn't it? Is it? I, I got a filmmaker when I got that oh, one. Oh, yeah, that's true. 2-all. Yeah, you're right. Oh, oh, trying to steal points. <laughs> Um, but you've already you've already said the answer to this one. So, uh, who? What is the name of the character played by Fay Ray and Naomi Watts in the remake? Uh, and Daryl. And Daryl, correct. That makes it. A, and unfortunately, this film is this. This question is very specific to the latest film, Colin. Okay. And, and the reason why I thought I thought you've seen it, so it wouldn't be I a difficult question. I never got around yeah, to it. In oh. Kong Skull Island, Kong is protecting the island inhabitants from reptilian underground monsters, also known as what? That's the thing, Colin. <laughs> I thought you'd seen the film. So I thought this wouldn't be that difficult. Uh, I did have a quick look at the Wikipedia page. Uh, reptilian monsters are probably called lizardoids. Skull crawlers. Okay. Um, if you get this one right, you have won the quiz. Uh, what is the name of the ship in the original and the remake? Jeez. Oh, What's the name of the ship? 
I don't know. I'm going to go with the Beagle because it's the only ship I can think <laughs> of right now. Or Titanic. Uh, How many iconic ships uh, do I know? Uh, probably not enough. It's called The Venture. The Venture. Okay, this one to draw. For yet another draw. Yeah. Uh. Question five. In which year is the sequel to Kong Skull Island scheduled for release? Ooh. Oh, that's a question. The sequel. Is this the one where he fights Godzilla? Yes, again. Uh, 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 no, I'm fairly confident it's either 2020 or 2021. Because um, they're going to try and fit another Godzilla film in between then and now, I think. I'm going to say 2020. Well, well done. Oh, that yes. was very good uh, working out for that. Yet another draw. Um, <laughs> this is going to get a bit draw heavy this season. It is. Uh, what What's the quiz topic next time? Uh, so originally I was thinking the quiz on the alien franchise films, but then okay. you brought something up which I thought would be more fun. So I thought let's do a quiz on M Night Shyamalan films. Okay, why not? Why not? I've seen two of them. I have a third. I'll, I'll try and make sure to watch it in the next two mm-hmm. weeks. Um, Good stuff. Uh, the main topic next time is uh, all about films based on plays. Yep. Um, that would be interesting for me. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many films have been based on plays. Can, can I Wikipedia that? Uh, yes, that's okay. Yes. Uh, that, you, you have permission. Um, maybe maybe not too much Shakespeare, but we'll, we'll see how much time we can fill without Shakespeare. Because uh, one of these days we can do a Shakespeare episode. It's going to be great. <sighs> <laughs> right, fine. Okay. Until next time. Farewell. Bye.